Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you are tuned back into the Soul Sense Podcast. And we're back for another one. And another one. And another one. Hey, hey, hey. I am Kim, your hostess with the mostest. And you have your trusty, rusty. No, you're not trusty or rusty. <laughs> you, you got one more time called me rusty. You know what? It's not that I really think that you rusty. It's just that, like, when I've ever seen, when I've ever used that term, I've always used trusty, rusty, dusty. So when I say you're trusty wingman, it's like, it's almost without, it's not because I really think you rusty and dusty, baby. Hey, I know I ain't rusty and dusty. You better quit, uh, you better come up with something else. Well, your trusty wingman, Melvin. (laughs) How y'all doing? Talk about trusty, dusty, rusty. (laughs) I I don't think that about you. I really don't. It just... You know how you just be used to saying something? I mean, no, you don't. I don't get used to calling you rusty or dusty. I don't get used to, I, Y'all you know see what, what I go through in these, you know these streets? I, okay, I plead the fifth. So, I don't think you rusty or you dusty, okay? All right. So, anyways, we are back, Melvin. How you doing there, Kimmy? Well... I think I'm doing good. I feel very productive today. I ran off my list. I'm not going to run off my list with the things that I accomplished today, but I feel very accomplished. Well, that's great. How are you? I'm doing well. Busy as usual, but like super busy at work. Um, This is our busy time, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just thinking the other day, you got your, are y'all going to even do y'all's company holiday party or is it going to be like a family thing? I don't know. They'll probably do like they've been doing, like where we could bring the kids and stuff like that. I used to like it when it was all adults. I know. I'm trying and to get away from these little rug Screw them, baby. Anyways, we love them. Speaking about kids, that is what we are going to talk about today, right? Yes. We actually have some good, uh, hopefully some encouraging stuff to share with you guys. Some um, praise reports. Hallelujah. Yeah, oh, <laughs> So a while ago, we did a podcast we've done several podcasts yeah, uh, over the past year uh with about our oldest and just uh some of the the issues we were having with her behavior mm-hmm. um especially in school but after a while it was just in general would you say yeah yeah it was like we had a little alien running around here yeah, i didn't know who she was yeah and so um yeah, really difficult during the last two years, but last year was the capper. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to a point to where we'd be going to pick her up, and I mean, we'd almost be trying to like pass it off, pass it off to the next person because you know when you go. I don't know if y'all can relate to this, but you know when you go pick up your child that something's going to be meeting you at the door, and so you almost like. I don't even want like a write up yeah. or they telling you what she done did that day and you like I don't want to walk had a that walk yeah. <laughs> the green mile <laughs> and you know initially you have this view of your child when they're at home and they act a certain way and she's always been really intelligent mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know but it's also very impulsive yeah uh and but also really loving and like really outgoing Mm -hmm. but it just seemed like there was just constant just stuff going on yeah um some of the stuff she got in trouble for i i would just be like my my baby 
that didn't even sound right. Yeah. Um, and it just got to a point to where she just was always in trouble, just always. Would you? Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was just like it was so much because it would be like not only were we where she like she was like chewing on stuff and then she was being hyperactive and then she was having tantrums and crying spells and and then it was just like I mean like it wasn't just one thing it was a there were a lot of things in many different areas you right. know in different times like at school after school you know like at home and it was just like what 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 are we doing what what are we doing here mm-hmm. and i think for me as a parent it was sometimes difficult to not you know be frustrated with her you know what i'm yeah. saying and to not cuz i mean intellectually i in my heart i know she's not she has never been a bad child you know mm-hmm. what i mean she has always been a deeply loving kid always super concerned very encouraging going out of her way to encourage people and things like yeah. that but you know, in the midst of it, it just was like the negativity was just shielding me. Yeah. And I would react sometimes and I would just feel so frustrated. Like I, I would try not to, but I think, you know, in retrospect, I could see where I would be beating her down a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because it, and yeah, just beating her down, like always fussing at her about something mm-hmm. and something could be small, but it just would be a buildup. And I just, you know, like, what? it'd be more frustration probably than what I would typically have. Yeah, I know. I was sharing with Melvin as we were reflecting. Um, you know, I was telling you that, like, I, I mean, it just, you know, this is going to be vulnerable for me because, you know, I, I'll be honest because I want to be real. And I want, just in case somebody's listening, you know, I want others to, you know, what helped me is knowing that I wasn't alone, you know, but at the moment I felt like I didn't, I didn't know my child, Yeah, you know, like I I, I just was like, you know, when everything first started happening, you know, and like the teachers would tell us like, you know, her teacher would tell us that like, you know, if she would get upset, she would cry like be inconsolable like they couldn't calm her down and to a point where they would just be like they would just give her her way and because she is a very smart kid she used that and she manipulated that and so to ensure that she got her way then she would cry uncontrollably until they relented and you know but at the beginning when we're hearing all this she wasn't doing that at home you yeah, know, uh-uh. and so when they were saying these things, we were, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, but you don't want to be that parent that's like, not my baby, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But as time progressed, things started happening at home. And we shared on a past podcast that one of the things happened while we were meeting with um, our discipling couple that comes and disciples our marriage and stuff um, that it happened in front of them and that we were left feeling very embarrassed in front of them. And, you know, clearly they're there to talk, we're there to talk about our marriage, but in that moment that we talked about parenting. Yeah. And, and we can kind of dig in, let that be kind of the thing that moves us on Mm -hmm. in the story because it was, well, yeah, you know, right there in front of everybody, 
uh, Bear couldn't hide it. Yeah, couldn't hide and it. She's bawling and crying, and we're all Late sitting there talking. Disobedient. And the thing that really stuck out to me about that time in particular was that um, you got up and went upstairs and uh, talked to her and dealt with her mm-hmm. and came back down. And, and And I don't think that it was a typical thing to where I would just – like you would go up or I, you know, it, I don't think there was a thing where I would never go up or anything like that, mm-hmm. but that time in particular, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, the wife shared with me, she was like, I would really have liked to see you go up there. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of, you, you know, because I'm supposed to lead in those ways. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what she was insinuating. And for a brief moment, I, I had a, I don't know, I had a, I had kind of a choice to where I could try to defend myself because in all reality, that's not the case. Um, we are both active parents, but I kind of, I really respect them and um, I just kind of let it sit and I thought about it and I think it that it exposed something that was deeper for me um, when we started to talk about how do we get past this? Because mm. I was at the end of my my rope, man. I felt like I had we had done everything. Side mm-hmm. advice. We had tried to, you know, be encouraging. Like instead of being punitive, be more like stressing the, you know, like the scripture says, if you are, you know, if you basically you train up a child and you, you instill like those godly things in them, then at the end of the day, it's going to pay off. I'll read the scripture later, but paraphrasing, if you do these things and you try to do it right, it's going to pay off. But in that short term, I was like, this is not paying off. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of a turning point for me. If you want to start talking about kind of when we made decisions Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it made me look at myself more. um, And I start thinking about like, where, where do I, sit the fence on things or where do I sit back and let you mm-hmm. drive? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and we can, you can share. Yeah. Um, of course they were, you know, um, they were there. So they saw everything, you know, and um, clearly they could tell the tension. They could tell that we were embarrassed to a point where like, John was like, I mean, if we need to pause so y'all can go handle what y'all need to handle, it's okay. Like, we're family. We've been there. We've done that. So we understand. And the challenge that was given after the whole conversation and stuff, because, of course, we explored, like, of course, they were asking us, like, how I felt, how you felt. And we were able to talk through that with, like, mediators there. But, you know, it came out that, like, you know, I felt like I always had to be the disciplinarian. And, like, I was starting to resent you because Mm -hmm. I felt like I'd never had the opportunity to be the loving, fun parent. I always had to be the the punitive parent, you know. And, you know, we were able to start there. And then, of course, you know, you shared things with me as well. And the challenge was for us to have a conversation on our own where we can set our expectations amongst ourselves because that's really what it turned out to be it Mm -hmm. wasn't the fact that you know one person was the punitive or one person was we just were not on the same page 
of of what we thought discipline should be mm-hmm. um in what we thought it in not overall but like in individual moments mm-hmm. so you may have said you may have laid out this set of expectations and gave this as the punishment if they weren't meant and this is the reward if they are meant. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we may not have even talked about those things. So we're kind of just going off comma, like, uh, you know, freelance by ourselves, kind of making decisions without coming together and talking through the situation mm-hmm. and then mutually coming together and coming up with a, a thing. Yeah. Um, and, and really the result for anybody listening, if you're, you're parenting, you know, basically we were doing it like single parents when mm-hmm. we were both in it together. Yeah. And um, at least that's kind of how I felt about it. Uh, it, especially when it came to like the discipline part. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to look and see where, you know, where I needed to improve. But I think also just the need for us to communicate and make Mm -hmm. sure that we are on the same page and not just go rogue. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I do, like, even as we're sitting here talking about it, like, as I'm reflecting, like, I am really proud. I'm proud of our daughter because we'll get to where we're at now. But I'm proud of us as well because, um, like, I don't have that feeling anymore. Like, I do not have that feeling anymore. If I'm, like, I'm, like, looking, reflecting, I don't have that feeling anymore because I feel like, you know, um, the first step was having that initial conversation with each other because the challenge was to set our expectations, but to also set our boundaries, you know, as with, with her, you know, Mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah, this scripture you actually mentioned while we were chatting before, and this is in Romans 12, verse 3. Um, mm-hmm. This is the NIV version. It says, uh, for by the grace given me, uh, I'm sorry, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment mm-hmm. in accordance with faith, uh, with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. And to me, that scripture just says it all, you know, in order to, for us to to start to turn the page and to even set up a plan yeah. of action, right? We had to strip, we had to have somebody there. there. God set up this perfect situation to where all of our, you know. We were exposed. Yeah, we were completely exposed, all, not by our own choice, mm. but we were completely exposed and it allowed somebody to get a good look into us yeah. and then also challenge us to, to expose ourselves. Like mm-hmm. look at our, cause at the end of the day, you've got to look at yourself with sober judgment yeah, and be able to hear what, what someone else has to say about you. Um, for me, the thing that I looked at was, yeah, I do believe like the conversation um, part was a big thing, but I think also, a part where I did not, I really was not invested or fully um, a part of was in making plans for them. Mm. Um, like taking, you know, doing the, I've never been a, a great person like making doctor's appointments and doing all of the the little things, um, 
you know, taking in all their extracurricular activities, doing all those kind of things. And I saw that uh, it it brought a lot of stress for you Mm. because whenever you were thinking about how to go forward, it, it, you just all you just really dep- had yourself to depend on is what you felt like. Mm-hmm. I work a lot, but I don't work that much. You know, I could have definitely been doing more, and that was really challenging for me. And I think we did a podcast where it kind of came out, and I just was like, I want to be better mm-hmm. at that. I want to be more of a, um, I want it to be more of a partnership in in us working on on getting these kids out and getting them to a point because really for us uh, we talked about during the summer we wanted to get her in in activities Mm -hmm. and I had to make sure that that my first step was just to make sure that I was an active participant in that Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah so I think the next thing you know of course was also seeking and receiving advice, you know, because we got, I'll be honest, after we, after we finished with John and Jackie that night, I was, I mean, on one hand, I was relieved because it's something about being in the light and people, like all your stuff is exposed. You know what I'm saying? We talk about that as far as like sin, but just in life, when you're like, when you ain't got nothing to hide, you don't have no weight on you. You know what I'm saying? So I was relieved on that end, but then I was like still overwhelmed. It was a lot to to digest because like I knew we had to have, it was the beginning of the work. Basically, it was like we had to have the conversation. We had the conversation. And then it was like, now we're now we're going to have to start working on undoing the bad behavior. Not only that she has, because it was so easy to narrow in on what she had done. But we had to look at like, look at ourselves with sober judgment and really be like, you know what? We're not doing the best job with our parenting. Yeah. Not by no means do I feel like we were bad parents. But I, one of the things that I feel, and I try to tell people who are parenting after us, is that, you know, the moment you get used to one stage that your kid is in, they grow up, they mature, and they move to the next stage. And you have to be just as agile to move with them. Mm-hmm. And the thing of the, the the thing of the matter is, is that we're we were still adjusting to her being in a new stage in life, being in school, having things like that. Like, you know, she was not in her safe place at daycare anymore, but that was also a safe place for us too. Yeah. Cause she this woman knew her since she was a baby. And so like she had patience with her that these new teachers did not. And we were in a new space. And we had not allowed ourselves to move in. We did not rise to the occasion. And in that moment, I had to be, it was a tough pill to swallow, but it was like, you know, we, not just you, not just me, but we have to do better. Like we, we had to stop being lazy in some areas, you know, and, you know, I know for you, you know, one of the things that you decided to do um, to not for many reasons was to start picking her up early from school. Right. Cause we, you know, she's in after school care cause clearly we work full time jobs and the after school care allows them to be there to six, six thirty. you know what I'm saying? And you know, as a working parent, you never know what you're going to get caught in, but there were times where we probably could have picked her up earlier or we could have rearranged our, you know, schedule. And, and for me, it wasn't a matter of, 
I, I typically was getting out of work late like that, mm-hmm. but I had to make a decision, you know, and just looking at the decision, like in, in my line of thinking, uh, there was always more work to be done, mm. but I just had to make a decision like this is nobody else is going to, if I don't do it, then I'm pretty much saying I'm just leaving it all up to you. Mm. And so I'm going to have to, to make that decision that I'm going to have to get out of here at a certain amount of time um, to go and pick her up. And, mm-hmm. and I think that it, it did something for both of us. Mm-hmm. I think it gave us more time just to, you know, spend at home together. And, mm-hmm. and I think it was good. Yeah. Uh, because you actually had to rearrange your whole day. That meant that you needed to get up earlier mm-hmm. so you can get to work earlier. And then, you know, so that it's just, it, it was an adjustment, but it was a good adjustment, you know? Yeah. And so those were, you know, that was one of the practical things that we did, you know, seek and receive, you know, be able, because you can seek advice, but you don't take it, <laughs> you yeah. know, because people ain't saying what you want to say. And people say a lot of hard things, you know what I'm saying? Like people, you know, there were three individuals that I can think of women that really helped me. You know, like, especially at that beginning point, telling me the things that I needed to hear and not what I wanted to hear, you know, and actually gave me some actionable things, Mm -hmm. you know, to do and gave me homework as a mother. And then being open and vulnerable with the community that was around us, like, People asked us how the kids doing, how the family. I mean, I didn't, I just got out of the habit of like, oh, it's good. No, it's not good. Yeah. We, we right now we are we are molding character. I didn't want to like paint my daughter in a bad light, but I just would tell people like we're molding character right now. Yeah, and just being open and yeah. honest, man. And it it as a Christian, I think when you're trying to make impact, it maybe even in your place of work, mm-hmm. vulnerability is the most impactful thing there is. It breaks like, down you walls. Could, yeah, you could go in there and try to be holier than now if you want mm-hmm. to. Um, but you, you're just kind of setting yourself as, apart from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I have very vulnerable conversations with, with different people at, at my job to a point to where we all talk really openly about things that are going on with our kids and with our families. And, you know, we speak very candidly about it and give each other good advice. It's not like a, a any other real work environment except working with, you know, Mr. Baker, who I've spoken about before, but... It's, it's a very rare work environment. But mm-hmm. again, that's just a side note of like reach out, like mm-hmm. open up your sphere and try to find people who can. It, there's valuable information yeah. out there everywhere. They, it, it just so happened that one of my coworkers had gone through a very similar situation, mm-hmm. even at school, mm-hmm. you know, and he gave me great information mm-hmm. and it, it made me feel like I wasn't just floating through, yeah. through, you know. And I know like in our small group, you know, we would have like prayer time and stuff like that and just being very vulnerable with the women. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times just breaking down and crying, you know, in front of the women. And even now it gets me a little, you know, emotional even thinking about that because like, you know, when you get to a point where you are like crying in front of people, like, you you ain't got nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Like you 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 at you like desperate. And so many people 
I know lifted our, our child up in prayer. So many people, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And like, because of that, I felt in turn, the body of Christ did what the body of Christ is supposed to do because you see somebody that's broken and that's weak. And there's actually a scripture and it's like Romans 15, one, I want to say. Yeah. 15, one. And it talks about that. Like you that are strong, you have an obligation to help those that yeah. are in there in weakness. Uh -huh. Okay. And you know, an obligation is a duty. It's a yeah. commitment. You know, you're morally legally bound to help this person. And I felt, I felt that, you know, yeah. like I remember being like from encouraging words, from prayers, from people checking on us randomly, you know, how was Ferris day to day from like when we would be in a group of people, people taking that burden off of us and there they help correct, right. you know, and not like this, like you need to sit down. No, like it's like they're correcting her like they're correcting their child, like they're coming from a place of love and care. And it was not easy. It took some, uh, you know, it took some uh, humility. Like yeah. you got to be you got to be willing to, to bite it. We went on vacation. So. One big thing that we did, uh, just some actual things, is we decided, like this, and really Kimberly did a lot of these things, but just making this summer, you know, we just filled it up so that she could stay in the habit of having structure. some structure instead of just running around and, you know, doing whatever, going to, which is the easy thing to send her to the daycare that she always went to. Mm -hmm. um, and she loves the, that place. We love that place. It would have been easy for right. us. But, you know, we took her to, to summer camp. We took her to swim, swim lessons, lessons uh, theater, theater camp, camp. And reading program. Yeah. <laughs> and then we all, and, and you know, we tried to split it up amongst one another. And, um, you know, I'd walk her in the mornings to summer camp. Um, and then, we all went on vacation, but one thing in particular that I remember that I did share here was, uh, you know, there was a time, there's a couple that we are really close with and I mean, they're just really good at, at structure and, you know, just discipline, like really good at structure. And, uh, they, you know, there, there was a situation where she just started, she's, took up like jumped in and just like mm -hmm. yeah, pretty much corrected Farah and all that kind of stuff. Like supported what you were yeah. telling. I had said, you know, sit down. And then she got up and she jumped in. Hey, didn't your daddy tell you to sit down? Blah, blah, blah. And normally I'd be like, wait a minute, I can handle this. Mm -hmm. But I just sat back and in it once that I pulled the band-aid off of just letting somebody else come in it it made me feel so much more supported, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I definitely don't hesitate to check their kids and vice versa, but it just was the way that it was a perfect storm for my pride to kick in. Mm -hmm. But I think God really paid off that I didn't, you know, I just sat back and let it let yeah. it go. And that's what that Christian community does. Like, yeah. I really, like, I didn't even think about it. That was all the top of my head. But that's Romans 15, 1 and 2, I think. And um, so that, um, and then, like, another scripture, um, and we can probably wrap up unless you have something else. But a scripture that I want to share is, it's, I told you it was Ezekiel, but it's actually Lamentations. 
And um, it's chapter two, verses 19. And I'm going to be reading from the ESV English Standard Version. It says, Arise, cry out in the night at the beginning of the night watches. Pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. Lift your hands up to him for the lives of your children who faint for hunger at the head of every street. And it, that was it, what, Ezekiel? Uh, it's Lamentations 2.19. And, um, you know, different translations, they'll say, lift up your hands in prayer and all this stuff for your children. And, you know, and arise at night. And I felt like that's what I was doing. You know, like there would be times where like, I mean, it got to a point that I knew nothing but to pray because mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. This was our only child. I mean, our oldest child. I mean, so we're going through all this stuff for the first time. People can tell you a lot of things and you're trying, but you don't get uh, everything doesn't get like an immediate reaction. I mean, an immediate like results. So there were just times I would just pray. Like my prayer would be like, God, show me my child. Show me your child because you have gifted her to us. Help me to see what she needs. All these, like I'm telling him, I'm asking all these things and pleading with him and like getting up early in the morning studying out scriptures and stuff of like you know how to be a loving mother how to be understanding how to be patient and I tell you I kid you not and this is not like I'm so serious y'all it's almost like it's like with with Saul and like the scales fell off his eyes like I literally feel like I was able to see her in a totally different light. And that is what started the summer planning because like randomly an idea just popped in my mind of, okay, we know our child is very dramatic. She loves to, she loves a mic. She loves to sing. She loves to dance. She loves to act. She talks about how she wants to be a rock star. Well, guess what? Wonder if there's any children's theaters in town. Clearly there you are, you know? And so boom, that's what we did. Happened to work out, you know, being vulnerable enough with our family to know, hey, we need y'all to kind of come in and help us. Can y'all, because we couldn't, we couldn't take her every day. So my parents came in town, took her, all that stuff like that. But I really was very intentional about by praying that prayer, I was able to see who she really was at her core. And from that, I planned events that I knew that she would be two things that would encourage her and that were in her zone of genius. Mm-hmm. Because that in its essence is going to encourage her. It's like a continuous cycle. Yeah. So I felt like after her her school year, she was beat down. And I felt yes. like we were beat down yeah. too. And I felt like the summer, we, we're going to breathe. We're going to have fun. But we still need to be structured. We still need to have education. And I want to have quality quality time yeah and so my like and i and if y'all are interested in that because clearly i'm type a i ended up coming up with printables and a brainstorm dump list and all that stuff it's on our website you can find it on our website for free you can download it and stuff like that um but um i basically planned out our summer mm-hmm. you know to a t you know and and so as we wrap the outcome of that and again really i think all of the efforts we put in were more an exercise for us yeah you know yeah. because ultimately god moves yeah and and she has to to buy in and do the work and i'm extremely proud of her because this year has been a complete 180 yeah um by no means is she perfect but 
I mean, she has just really caught her stride. And I think really it was just her finding out where where she fit in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She's a very pe- peculiar kid. You know what I mean? She's I don't, she's just not your regular kid. And I think she needed to figure out how to to navigate that. Mm-hmm. And um, and she has an amazing teacher. But uh, I think you know she's made all A's. Yep. Um, her behavior has been great, phenomenal. Uh, great. Uh, her for her to come in with with a a bad day is a, is rare. Very rare. Where getting a green, which is like the like good. we expect that, like she's just gonna get yeah. that. Yeah. And and last year that was. You know, just get two in a row, yeah. baby. We just plead, like I'm praying, please, God, I don't want to get no phone call from this school. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, she and she has really, really been working hard. Yeah. She's taken up the challenge of of uh, working with her sister. And part of the thing that we also did was really put it on her. You know, like empower her to be great. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of us dragging her along, yeah. I think it really set her up to to step in so like we kept trying to get her to stop sucking her thumb she just decided one day mm-hmm. i'm not gonna suck my thumb anymore yeah. made the announcement to the family and i, ain't, I haven't seen her do it since nope um yeah i mean she, she doesn't just, chew on anything yeah. she doesn't make any tantrums we're able to it's almost like she's like a little lady like we're actually having for real conversation mm-hmm. with her and it literally happened she's just matured mm-hmm and so, yeah, that's the, the flip side of it. And so for anybody who is listening out there, um, I think the the solid takeaways that I, I, I would think are, you know, first off, um, get be open. Mm-hmm. And second, be reflective. Like, take a look at yourself. It's, we can't just look at our kids. Um, you have to look at yourself and where you can improve and where you need to grow. And that's never going to come just by looking in the mirror. you got to let other people look at you and then take that that assessment and then look in the mirror after that. Um, and then I think just like get ready to put up, roll up your sleeves and do the work, you know, mm-hmm. um, get that advice and then get ready to put in in the, the, the effort that it takes and make those sacrifices. And I think you'll see in, in make sure it's just all stuffed with prayer mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you'll see change. I don't know if it'll be as quick. I, it, it didn't feel quick. Nope. To me. It but, felt like but it now did. in hindsight, it'd be like, wow, it was just the summer. And, and again, we may be going through the same thing coming up, but hopefully we'll remember these lessons and, and we'll jump to it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's beautiful to watch, man. If if we didn't have that struggle to go through, we wouldn't be able to see the the growth. Mm-hmm. And and to me that's super encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's a great last word. I just want to give a shout out because I know there there are people that listen to our podcast and I want to shout out the people who was like what is it down like four flats on a Cadillac? I just want I want I just want to give a shout out to them people who were just like that lifted me up. Um, the people that were in the trenches, Jolanda, Jackie, uh, Brandy, y'all were the ones that just gave me the strength to even start to do the work. And then the people that just brought me through those three definitely, but then the people that helped 
help lift my arms up during the battle um, were uh, Waylay, Shantae, uh, Angelica, Nikkei. Y'all, y'all the real MVPs. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all had me. I, I, I spent many cr- crying tears with y'all. <laughs> so <laughs> y'all the real MVP. I didn't have no crying tears, <laughs> but I definitely uh, spent a lot of time just talking with my guy, Adam Nagel, and um, my guy at work, Chris Kakuna, which is crazy, but he just gave me so much great advice, talking to John Jackson, um, just just different people who, and then my mom. You know, mm-hmm. just really uh, yeah, helping me, the OG, helping me the real it. OG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, again, yeah. it 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 takes a village. It does for real. It does. Well, and we done. We done. All is right. you finished or you done? I, 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 is you finished? Or is you done? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anywho, uh, well, that's all we got, guys, and we hope y'all, you know enjoyed us being vulnerable here um you've been listening to the soul sense podcast i'm kim your hostess with the mostest you got melvin your wingman hola <laughs> what <laughs> okay you see i give you the mic and this is what you do anyways so we will catch you later thank y'all for listening bye peace peace